Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. Stand up for your country. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot. My feelings toward President Biden have hardened over the last year, and I really don't like him. Um, I don't know him that well as a person. I've run into a couple of times, and he was fine. But what he's doing to the country, um, to me, is now reached critical mass. And I was trying to pinpoint in my own mind what annoys me about him so much. Because I've been doing this now for a while. And I know who the presidents are and what they espouse. And I disagree with a lot of it. But I haven't been this down on a president ever, ever. Now, when I came in and interviewed Jimmy Carter, and it was a long time ago, and I was a hard news reporter then, not an analyst. But Biden, to me now, has reached a point in my mind where he's doing active harm every day to all of us, all Americans, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. The bottom, I hate the cliche bottom line, but when I strip it all away, I believe, and I could be wrong, that Joe Biden does not care 
about solving any problems. He's there. He likes the perks. Certainly his wife does. They like the leisurely uh, schedule he has. They like the extravagant surroundings. They like all that. But does Biden really want to solve problems and make things better? He does not because he's not even trying. So it's like you were a football coach and you had one of your top players just say, ah, I'm not even going to try. You wouldn't like that very much. And that's where I am. So let me back it up. Okay. I'm an acquaintance who uh, earlier in October, his daughter died from fentanyl, mid-20s, three-year-old daughter, his granddaughter. Now he has custody of the granddaughter. So imagine I have a daughter around that age. If she goes out on fentanyl, I mean, I don't know how you recover from that. So we all know that there is a record amount of narcotics coming across the open border. I mean, I'll just give you one stat because you already know this, and it's not two sides to the story. So according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, fentanyl seizures have increased more than 800% under Biden. It's poison that's coming in. Now, has the federal government done anything to stop that? No. Nothing. No extra people on the border, no border fence, nothing. The federal government continues to allow millions of people to come into the United States and request asylum. What this does is the border protection people have to adjudicate them. They have to take them in, process them, give them their cell phone free, their travel voucher, whatever it may be. This takes away from interdicting narcotics. That's why there's a record number of narcotics flowing in. The cartels know this. The drug Mexican cartels, they know this. So they flood the zone with human beings knowing that the border protection people are overwhelmed. Now, Biden doesn't care. If he did, all he has to do is sign an executive order today that says the United States is not going to process any more asylum claims for a year until we can sort this out. You can do that, as Barack Obama once said, stroke of a pen. And Obama was tough on the border. Under Obama, there were more migrants deported than any other president in history. Do you know that? So Biden doesn't care. He does, he's not going to stop it. And you can assign a reason, any reason you want. Okay? The far left wants an open border. This is the George Soros crew. And they're the main source of revenue for the Democratic Party now and Biden. But he's not going to go up against that. That's what I believe is happening. But even apart from that, Does Biden care about this, even though his son is a drug addict? All right, Hunter Biden, the drug addict. Biden is strangely detached from this. I'm not. So when I heard my acquaintance tell me what happened to his daughter, I I mean, you sit there and go, is this America? Where fentanyl dealers aren't even held on bail? 
Just let them out. Where anybody can come across the border, where cartels make billions of dollars smuggling narcotics into the United States, they laugh at us. They laugh at us because we're so weak. And this is Joe Biden. Okay, how about spending, government spending? So I asked my staff, which again is very good research staff, really good. Um, look, has Joe, as the Democrats, have Biden, Congress cut anything, any spending at all, in three years? Not a penny. Joe Biden is the biggest spending president in our history. In our history. Um, I'll just give it one stat. I'm going to keep it simple here. In eight years, Barack Obama's second biggest spender, $8.3 trillion added to the national debt in eight years. Under Biden, three years, $6 trillion and more. Every day he comes in and wants to give more money. Let me just give you a, another stat. So you hear a little about windmill energy, right? Wind energy. So the government is in under Biden for about a billion and a half in funds for the wind technology. That's a lot of money. Only two wind projects are operational that give any substantial energy to anybody. Two. Where I live on Long Island, they built a ton of windmills out in the Atlantic. Most of them don't work. All right. So you pour money into this green stuff, massive amount of money. It's not going to work. This wind stuff is not going to work. The government waste of our tax dollars is astronomical. Biden care? No, he does not. There's a proposal now to send billion dollars plus to Israel, but to pay for it, to cut back the expansion of IRS agents, 87,000 of them. That seems like a reasonable trade in the short term, does it not? Biden goes, no, non-starter. Now, Biden doesn't know, but doesn't care what this massive spending will lead to. He doesn't know. He's not smart enough to know. But he'll be dead by the time it kicks in. All right. And I don't say that with any malice. He's a man's 80 years old. And the U.S. dollar is not going to collapse overnight, but it will collapse. You can't sustain a $35 trillion debt and rising. You can't. All right. The government's going to run out of money. Already, it's having trouble selling bonds to overseas investors already. And the, and the rate now is above 5%. They have to keep increasing the rate to get people to buy them, buy the paper. So this is macroeconomics, and Biden has no clue about this at all. And his eyes would glaze over, he'd probably take a nap. But he doesn't care. So narcotics, migrants, and there's another caravan, by the way, coming. I think we have some pictures of that. On the radio, I'll just describe it. More than 7,000 people marching up through Mexico. Press is there, and they're going to come across the border. Who's going to stop them? Nobody. Nobody going to stop them. Here they come. Biden care? No. So when you reach that point where you have a president of the United States that simply does not care about solving problems, 
then you're in a desperate situation. Now, this has happened two other times in our history for you, because you know I combine journalism and history. The first time was a series of presidents before Abraham Lincoln, the worst being James Buchanan. The South had decided very early on, about 10 years before the Civil War began, it had had it, didn't want to be part of the Union any longer. The movement was led by a guy named John C. Calhoun of South Carolina. So it little by little defied the federal government. And Buchanan, four years, did nothing. Everybody knew the end game was South is going to say, we don't want to be part of the United States anymore. We're going to set up our own country. Buchanan had to know it. He did not one thing to stop it, even though there was violence against federal inspectors, federal post office people, military depots. Buchanan sat there. He did not care. And after he left, he blamed it all on Congress, just like the Biden administration is blaming the border on on Congress. Exactly the same thing. When you hear Jean-Pierre and all these people, oh, it's Congress won't pass immigration laws. Congress, yeah, Mayorkas, Congress, Congress, Congress. That's what Buchanan did. Congress, I, I don't blame me. And Lincoln walks in and there's a civil war. Okay, the second man was Herbert Hoover, 1929. All right. So the economy collapses, a third of the American workforce loses their jobs. Many people lost their entire fortunes because 50% of the banks closed and there was no insurance. You just lost your money. All right. And Hoover sat there and did nothing. He went, ah, we're not going to help because you got to be self-reliant. And, you know, Hoovervilles, people lining up for food, living outside. Where's Herbert? He's living large. Herbert was living real large in a White House. And then after they booted him out and FDR came in, he lived at the Waldorf Astoria in New York. Herbert Hoover. What a guy, huh? Neither Hoover nor Buchanan cared at all about the American people, what was going on. Biden's in that category. Biden's worse than Hoover. He's not as bad as Buchanan. All right, that's a memo. Uh, Biden's schedule today had a meeting with the president of uh, Dominican Republic. Maybe uh, Biden's going to get down with Jill to an all-inclusive. And then he had a meeting with the president of Chile. Uh, I hope they had a good time. All right. Doesn't do us any good, but it's all right. I mean, you, know, you got to have meetings. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. 
might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Okay, uh, let's get to the rise of hatred in America. So I had an interesting conversation with Sean Hannity on the radio yesterday. Um, we have it posted on BillOReilly.com. I don't think the situation is as bad as Hannity does. We disagreed on that. Uh, it's bad, no doubt, anti-Semitism and all that. But I don't think the numbers are as great as they were, for example, after the George Floyd shooting. Anyway, it's an interesting conversation, respectful between Hannity and O'Reilly on BillOReilly.com. So uh, the worst of the worst is Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. She is, in my opinion, someone who, if she doesn't hate Jewish people, um, she's doing a pretty good act of convincing us she does. Roll a tape on Tlaib. President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people commit genocide and killing the vast majority just like this. And we still stand by and say nothing. We will remember this. All right. So she says Israel is committing genocide against Palestinians and Gaza. That's what she said. So that's insane. And what are you going to do? So uh, in the House, uh, there was a move to censure. Uh, Ms. Tlaib for these hateful comments. And they're false comments. Israel's not committing genocide. Um, and it lost. Until it was 222 to 186. 23 Republicans in the House voted not to censure uh, Tlaib. Um, I don't know. I guess they had their reasons. I don't particularly care. Um, the censure is uh, very rare. Uh, there haven't been uh, that many people censured. I would have voted yes to censure her because she's telling a lie. It's not an opinion. I mean, Israel's not committing genocide. It's a lie. All right, George Santos, uh, he is my congressman, 3rd District, Long Island. Uh, they wanted to boot him. They wanted to boot him out. And it failed, too, in the House. Uh, two-thirds of the House needed to boot him out. And uh, there are only very, very few uh, Congress people booted out five in our entire history of the House of Representatives in America. Only five were kicked out. So Santos wasn't. But it was strange because there is a report from the House Ethics Committee coming out on November 17th. And it's going to excoriate Santos because something wrong with him. He should have been gone a long time ago. But why didn't you wait for the 
House Ethics Committee report to come out on the 17th before you took the vote. Yeah, this is, I don't know. Anyway, look, Santos, is he going to be there for the next year? I don't know. But if a man had any dignity at all, he'd leave. But he doesn't. Uh, Let's go to Cornell. This is really um, an intense story. So Cornell University is part of the Ivy League. It's a very well thought of university, or at least it was. It's now ruined its reputation along with Columbia University and maybe Harvard forever. Our lifetime, not coming back. Right. And the reason the reputation of Cornell is ruined is because of the radicalism on its campus. So tomorrow, no class at Cornell. The president has called off all classes to have a quote unquote community day. Um, That comes on the heels of a 21 year old Cornell student, Patrick Day, arrested by the FBI for threatening Jews. That's primarily what he did. So he's being held in a federal facility in Syracuse, New York. He's going to be charged with very serious crimes. He will go to prison. This kid is 21 years old, junior at the Cornell. Um, In addition to that, and, you know, this guy, we went over it yesterday. It was violent threats against Jews, which is a hate crime. So there is a Cornell professor of history, Russell Rickford. Here's what he said. For the first time in years. It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. And if they weren't exhilarated by this this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of the balance of power, then they would not be human. I was exhilarated. So he's exhilarated by Hamas slaughtering uh, more than a thousand Israelis. So Rickford is suspended. He, it says voluntary suspension. I don't think we're going to be seeing him again at Cornell, but you never know. So I wanted to find out what the deuce is going on up there. Joining us from Providence, Rhode Island, is a Cornell University law professor, uh, still active in the university, William Jacobson. And um, what I need to know, you've been there 16 years, according to the research that we have. It wasn't always this way at Cornell, was it? No, there's no question it has gotten worse in the 16 years that I've been there. And you saw this steadily rising over the years. You've seen over the years four boycott resolutions introduced to student government. You've seen a group called Students for Justice in Palestine, which is actually not for justice. It's for the destruction of Israel, get more and more aggressive on campuses. You've seen faculty get more extreme in their rhetoric against Israel. So no, it's not always been this bad. I'd say it has been escalating and it got to this point, but it's worse now than it's ever been. Who's behind the escalation? Is it the college president? Who's doing this? I'm not sure there's one person behind what's happening at Cornell. I think it's a combination of factors. One, it's a national movement against Israel. So you can look at the boycott, divestment and sanctions movement. You could look at the national students for justice in Palestine movement, who, by the way, 
on their protest posters against Israel have put the paragliders that were used to uh, attack the, you know, the music festival where 270 people were killed. Some of their branches did that. So it's a combination of things. It's also a combination of faculty. So uh, it's certainly not the president of Cornell who's instigating this, but I do think that the Cornell administration has made things worse by their heavy push on what's called diversity, equity, and inclusion, which really leaves Jews on the sidelines. So everything is now viewed through a racial focus, and the anti-Israel students and faculty use that against Israel and use that against Jewish students. So okay. I'd say it's more a sign of the times made worse by administration policies. I don't think the administration consciously uh, wants this to happen. All right. Uh, I don't know about that because I'm not there. I can speak to uh, a few colleges that I know about because I attended them. But I want to just want Cornell, before all this happened, was woke. You had a bunch of incidents there where students were accused of stuff, denied due process. As you pointed out, uh, almost everything is diversity and inclusion and all of this very, very far left stuff. The president has to know what's happening. The board of directors of Cornell have to know what's happening. And the alumni has to know. It was not a secret that this deterioration of due process, of sane thought, there were, have been conservative speakers shouted down at Cornell. You know all this, Professor, correct? Am I, I'm not miscategorizing him, am no. I? No, you're actually not. You're, you're spot on there. This has been a problem. I've been speaking out against it. Most people on campus are afraid to speak out against yeah, it. Yeah, they're afraid. Because they'll get canceled. So I went, right. to Mar I went to Marist College just down the Hudson River from Cornell. You know Marist, right? Yeah. Okay, so it was once a working class school that didn't really, even during the Vietnam War, there were big demonstrations, but it wasn't crazy left. There were crazy students, but it, the administration kept it calm. In the last 10 years, they have hired presidents of the school that have been ardent leftists, and replaced traditional board members with radical leftists. So the board of Marist College is radical left, and the administration, because they hire their own professor, that's how it goes. You get somebody at the top, you get a board of directors, and they're hiring people who echo what they believe. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I think you're right in many colleges. I, you know, I'm a big critic of Cornell. I've been a vocal critic of what's been happening. Um, I, I would term it more negligence as opposed to anything else. I don't think the president, while I've been a critic of hers, is a radical. I think she's more a corporatist and it's easier to go along. But she's a coward. She's a, she's a coward, like the president of Harvard. They're cowards. And the president of Marist College, the same thing. They're not going to stand up against this insane movement that justifies murder. You won't stand up. If you won't stand up against that, you're not going to stand up against anything. I'll give you the last word. Yeah. So I, I think this is a reflection of the decline of American universities, the particular decline of so-called elite universities, the radicalization of the faculty. A lot of this stuff is faculty driven. You just showed a clip of a faculty member standing up there saying he was exhilarated by the Hamas attack. I know, it's, and, and I don't think he's coming back to Cornell because that would really, really be 
a black mark. And I think some of the alumni at Cornell are going to pack it anyway as far as donations. Professor, good luck to you. We appreciate your candor. Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus uh new york city uh don uh donald trump jr eric trump ivanka trump donald trump himself former president also testify uh in their civil case uh which is just ginned up uh as everybody knows nobody else would be in this position but they are. Now, I don't know how it's going to come out. All I know is that this case would never have been brought against anybody else. But the attorney general in New York State hates Trump, campaigned on getting Trump. Oh, that's true. NBC News has convicted the Trump family. Roll the tape. The Trump children's father was running a corrupt business rife with corrupt and illegal business practices They all dutifully played their part in their father's corrupt enterprise. They lie so frequently and so fluidly about everything, and they can't even be consistent about their lying. NBC News did away with due process years ago. There's no due process there. Trump's guilty. We don't need any trial. We don't need any judge or jury. Guilty. Just want to point it out. That's what's happening. Now, let's go overseas. Uh, I was on News Nation last night, and they ran a clip uh, that I wanted you to see, in case you didn't see me with Cuomo. It was a good discussion. Again, we have it posted on BillOReilly.com. The clip is from Gaza Hamad, and he is a member of the Hamas leadership in Gaza. He's speaking to a Lebanese news outlet. Go. إحنا الدولة لابد أن نزيلها نصير لازم نأدبها وحنأدبها مرة ثانية وثالثة وجود إسرائيل هو البخلق كل هذه الآلام والعذابات والدموع والدماء هي إسرائيل مش إحنا إحنا ضحية الاحتلال نقطة وآخر السطر لذلك ما حد يلومنا إحنا شو اللي بنعمله في 7 أكتوبر في 10 أكتوبر في مليون أكتوبر إحنا اللي بنعمله مبرر It is justified We will do this again and again and again So when you hear somebody calls for a ceasefire or a pause or whatever there's the upper leadership of Hamas. We're going to do it again. You know, give us the opportunity, we'll go right in and slaughter more. Okay? I mean, <laughs> there you go. So Joe Biden is calling for a pause uh, of the uh, shooting in Gaza. This isn't as irresponsible as it seems. All right? So here's what should happen. If there's a possibility that Hamas would release the hostages they took on October 7th, there should be a pause. 
Okay? So if Hamas says yes, we're going to release these innocent people that we're holding illegally, and you can get them out in return for medical supplies that we need to treat our wounded, because that's what it would have to be, a quid pro quo. We'll pull. Then I would say yes. All right, bring those hostages to the border, and then we'll let the trucks go in with water and food and, you know, non-military stuff. That's worthy. But just to pause with no agreement from Hamas to do anything is weak, and Biden's weak. But just the pause itself is not inherently bad if you can get something good out of it. Uh, smart life. So this morning, at the, literally before dawn, because I have to do this, I'm so busy. I went to the dermatologist. I go at least three times a year. All right. And this is a smart life segment today. And the dermatologist took two things off me. Pretty soon, I'm not going to have any fingers or toes because every time I go, they're taking things off me. Skin cancer thing. My father died from melanoma. I was a lifeguard, a water safety instructor. I lived in Miami, taught high school there, okay? So I'm Irish. I'm the whitest guy in the world. And now, as I get into my advanced age, my immune system's dropping a little bit, and these skin stuff start to happen. Now, I have been very proactive here. And I found the best dermatologist. I mean, this guy is fabulous. But I had another dermatologist before him, and this guy was not good. And you know how I knew that? It was all about money. Every time I went into that office, or I mean, it was something like eight bills a week. That's all I cared about, money, 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 money. I say, hey, you're fired. That's what I mean. You've got to find a good doctor. He cares about you. And, you know, this guy cares about me. He likes what we do here. He knows who I am. But anyway, it's not pleasant going in there to the dermatologist. But he goes, you're smart because we're getting it early and we're just popping it out of there, popping it out. And that's the way to do it because the advancements to protect yourself against skin cancer are substantial. The technology is substantial. So they can find, if you find it early, you're okay. So smart life. Over the age of 50, you got to check yourself out, but you should have a pro do it, all right? You can do it with a personal physician in a physical kind of thing, but anything you see, you got to check that. Don't let it go, all right? You got to be reasonable about it. If you get a little lump or something like that, it goes away in three weeks, but if it doesn't go away, you got to get it checked out. It's the best advice I can give you, and not only with the skin. But if you have a heart condition, if you have any kind, you know, because everybody's susceptible to something, be proactive. Spend the money. It costs a little money. But I'm telling you, you save yourself so much suffering and you'll be around longer. So that's a smart life deal. Um, this is an unbelievable story. So in Massachusetts, there is a group called the Witch Hunt Justice Project. I know this is off of killing the witches. So they have announced now that uh, they are advocating recognition of all Massachusetts witch trial victims, and there are about 300 of them. 20 were executed, but 
The others were thrown into jail, many of whom died in those jails. This is 1692. So now there's a movement, all right, to try to um, exonerate in some way everybody who was tainted in 1692 in Massachusetts. Active movement. All right. And I said, well, look at this. Now it's symbolic. It's not going to be any money or anything like that. Um, and killing the witches drove it. I'm almost positive about that. And the irony is that on in the Halloween season, they're just droves and droves of uh, tourists go to Salem and they have fun. And there's a witch mall, witch shops, witch this, witch that. 500 yards away. These people are buried. The ones that were hanged. We wanted to ask the mayor uh, about this. You know, you feel guilty making millions of dollars, you know, and it's a care in the coffin file. Wouldn't talk to us. Wouldn't talk to us. Anyway, check out Killing the Witches. Stay in history, November 2nd, All Souls Day. All right, so in Roman Catholicism, some other Christian religions, uh, we are to pray for the departed because maybe they don't get immediate entry to heaven. Uh, they have to go to purgatory. Now, a lot of people don't believe in any of this. I understand that. But the theology says if you pray for the souls of these people, then they'll go to heaven quicker. That's pretty much what All Souls Day is. Now, in America, it's not big. Again, not big day. But in Mexico, it's huge. Day of the Dead. All right? Dia de Muerte. And they have uh, parades and... Uh, all kinds of stuff going on there. Guatemala, people fly kites, giant kites. In Philippines, it's a food deal, all right? They uh, cook their loved ones, their deceased loved ones' favorite foods. In Hungary, keep the lights on for 24 hours, and they leave food on the table in memory of their loved ones. In Poland, uh, everything shuts down. And they go to church, and there's nobody working. All right, so that is November 2nd, All Souls Day. Back with mail and a final thought in a flash. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's go to the mail. Kathleen, concierge member. Now, concierge membership, we have gift cards. And we are helping today, just today, about a half dozen people in serious trouble. Okay, and remember, this is all confidential. Okay, no names have ever been given out, nothing like that. But I've got my producer. We have a separate producer on uh, the concierge membership. So we've got about a half dozen. But I think we're going to be able to work out at least four out of the six. 
Um, but if you get into trouble, this is an insurance policy, this concierge membership. Anyway, Kathleen says uh, Christopher Ray is a traitor. He may have been a different person when climbing the ladder, but he has crossed the line in his current capacity as FBI chief. Appears he does not want to lose his lucrative job, so he looks the other way on the Biden case. And it's true, he does. No FBI involvement on any of this. Albert, concierge member. Thank you, Albert. Uh, the best person for president is Ron DeSantis. He's a winner, great leadership abilities, not afraid to step on toes, tough negotiator. He might not be the best in the media, but he would be the best candidate. Okay. He's not doing well. You know, everybody knows that. And it's more about his presentation than what he did in Florida, in my opinion. We have a message of the day that runs down the Republican uh, hopefuls and where they are right now on BillOReilly.com. Lois, um, the Babylon Bee said the most popular move in Mike Pence's campaign was ending it. That's kind of mean. How can Pence now support Trump after taking such a hard stance against him? One name, Ted Cruz. Remember how Trump attacked Cruz in the primaries four years, uh, eight years ago? God, it seems like four years ago. Um, and Cruz turned out his politics, supported Trump. Matthew Presler, Bismarck, North Dakota. Bill, you said you're Halloween on Halloween. Justice Department's most corrupt you've ever seen. J. Edgar Hoover built it, and he was corrupt and sinister. Excellent letter, Matthew. Here is the difference. So if you read Killing the Mob, we go through Herbert, uh, Herbert Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover's corruption. And he was unbelievably corrupt. Broke laws, amassed power, blackmail. You name it, he did it. But he didn't tilt the agency in a political Democrat-Republican way. That's what the FBI has done the last 10 years, influencing the actual elections of this country. So who would you say would be worse? Comey, Ray, or Jay Hoover? Excellent letter, though. Kathy Hauser, Bluntville, Tennessee. I hate that innocent Palestinians are being injured and killed every day. Unfortunately, that is war. Citizens were killed at Yorktown. I read Killing England, and now I know how citizens were treated in that war. Killing England, excellent, Bill. You, you read Witches in England right in a row. You know everything about the founding of your country. But anyway, let's go back to the Palestinians. Uh, are they victims? They overwhelmingly support Hamas. Overwhelmingly. They have an alternative, the Palestinian Authority, which is much more moderate. No, they want Hamas. You want Hamas. What you get. Now, I am not for harming innocent civilians. But I do know what happened to the Japanese people and the German people in World War II. Sue Mazur, uh, where is Sue from? Uh, Sue, I don't think you put your town in here, but I'm going to use your letter anyway. But I want towns here, if you can, please. Hey, Bill, I love the fact you're a fan of the old horror movies. Last night, Halloween, I watched Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> I do love those horror movies. They are so funny. Um, and if you watch them, you see the same extras. So... The people running up to burn the castle are the same people 
that they use in other scenes. So they, they have like 20 extras and they're all in different situations. They change their clothes. It's really funny. Uh, Gloria Mano, Tom's River, New Jersey, I visited my cousins in North Carolina. I asked them if they watched the No Spin News. They said they'd like to. Well, they should know about it, but I know a lot of people don't. Well, we played it for them, and now I'm buying them a membership, uh, BillOReilly.com membership for Christmas. That is the key. Again, we have these gift cards, all right, for premium and concierge membership. What a fabulous gift if you really care about somebody. And with the presidential election coming up, you know you're not going to get the truth. You know it. I will tell you the truth. All right, the Democrats are winning. I'll tell you they're winning. And why? All right, the Republicans, the same thing. And you're not going to get the truth on the other channels. You won't. So please consider that. It's a very, very good gift. And if you buy the gift cards, giveaway membership, you get a free copy of Killing the Witches or any of the other killing books. All right. What a deal. Stephanie Shepard, Little Falls, New York. I want to express my appreciation for Killing the Witches. I've heard many accounts of Salem's horror, but your book taught me so much more. That's what we're in business to do. And on that note... Um, we have all the killing books in the BillOReilly.com Christmas store. All of them, all 13. You can get them. You can give them for gifts. You can keep them in your own library. And if you do that, you get a copy of my live show that I did last Friday on Long Island. Only you get it. We have a seven-minute clip posted for concierge and premium members, so you get a little taste of the show. And that is a really good deal. Word of the day, no vexation, V-E-X-A-T-I-O-N. When writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. All together now, name and town, if you wish to opine. Back with the final thought in a moment. Here is the final thought of the day. Number one, I want you to relax this weekend. It's a very intense news cycle. It's a lot of bad things. I'm not even going to watch. I have to check in, but I'm not watching. Uh, news this weekend. I'm going to go out, distill some leaves changing here on Long Island. I get a little apple cider, uh, zip around. I'm going to have lunch with old friends. I'll be outside a lot. Even though it's a little chilly, it's okay. All right. I'm going to de-intensify because you can get overwhelmed by this news cycle. It's too intense, too much death and destruction, too many bad politicians. You know, too much dishonesty and corruption. It's just overwhelming. So my solution to that is I get out into nature, say some walks, a little contemplation. I'm going to have a really good column on Hunter Biden on Sunday at noon. Look for that. Um, but I'm getting away from it. All right. So I got the uh, Giants, New York Giants, tragic. Sunday, late game. And then the Jets, tragic. <laughs> Monday night, so we'll watch them. But I'm pretty much just going to be a nature guy this weekend, and um, I suggest you might want to follow my lead. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. Uh, We'll see you on Monday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.